Welcome everyone to Tempo Gaming's Conquest Podcast. Tonight we're going to talk about our top three cards, each from what lurks below and the faction swing uh, and where the meta's heading there. Uh, Astra Militarum, Zero to Hero. And if we get time, we may discuss teaching new players. Uh, we'll see how we go though. Just uh, there's a lot to get through today. So we'll kick it off with uh, Steve and Chris. Say hi guys. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Hey, everyone. And uh, tonight, what we've I've asked you to do is look at your top three cards from what lurks below before that comes out, or has it come out in America yet? Yeah, it's already dropped out there. Already dropped in America. We're so far behind down here. I think they mm -hmm. need to release it here first. <laughs> yeah, we did pretty well with the last pack. I mean, we actually got the last pack before it even dropped in the States for some reason. Yeah, we so, did, didn't we? Yeah. That was a bit weird. Yeah. <laughs> Doing all sorts of, just keeping it on our toes, that's it. The boat First time came, ever. Came via Australia and then went north, so. Uh, Alright, so what we're going to do is we're going to kick off with Steve. What is your third best card in What Lurks Below? Um, so, look, I underrated this card when we did our sort of like spoiler review a couple of weeks ago, but um, I've gone read a bit about it and heard some different play styles and stuff with it but my third would be outflank them which is mm -hmm. our new orc card so that's a one drop event um, with one shield and it's a reaction after your combat turn ends take a combat turn so when i first okay. read this card i thought oh, yeah, he's getting another swing and that's pretty good but after listening to a few other sort of podcasts and listening to having me to read on what people have said about it it's actually a lot more powerful than that um, what I've heard is you can actually, because it gives you another combat turn, after you swing and you play this as a reaction, you get to swing straight away. There is actually no action window in between your attacks. Oh, so okay. that's where the big kicker is because, you know, when you're playing against so many, especially like Astra, you're playing against Space Marines um, and all these guys with like ambush uh, other tactics to get them in the troop transports just to get dudes on the board. If you go for the double swing, you can basically swing to kill a unit, reaction this, and you win the planet, and they can't do squad about it. So. Yeah, okay. So, um, oh, wow. Yeah, that is a bit more powerful when you think about it like that. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, like, you know, playing against you, Matt, you, you and your Unchi and your armor bane, when your ethereal runs off and, you know, you've got your orbital city sitting there, you can go for the double swing while Unchi is not around before he can bounce back with the orbital city. So. Yeah. So, yeah, it can get quite, um, actually a lot of tricks in there you can do with this card. And I've just gone, wow, that's actually, it makes people think Orcs have finally got that card where you're going, you know, you've, oh, crap, what if they've got this card? Yeah. So Yeah, there's that they're... card there now that um, you're going to have to mm. play around that a bit more. That, that one that's just in case they have it in their deck. Okay, yeah, that is powerful. So, it definitely changes how you feel about Chris? You, you realize, sort of, looked at this. I mean, this is a non-loyal card as well, so you can stick it in your chaos deck there. And yeah, no, um, we I think we sort of overlooked it just being uh, we missed it being reaction, not action. Yeah. So it's quite potent. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd love, oh, that's just it's so powerful in um, in as a third deck, especially. Yeah, I mean that time when you know as your third deck is just runs off so much damage, you just you know. Occasionally, Zero is just that extra kicker, or you just actually want to retreat with him to get him out of there because he's actually a bit squishy. You know, he can get a swing back. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just it's actually quite potent. So, I'm um, looking forward to, you know, it's probably not a three of in my deck, 
Um, it's probably just, it's, you know, sort of like when you look at Exterminatus and Doom and so they go, oh, crap, if they've got this card, I can't play like this. And, you know, you just love keeping that fear in your opponent. Yeah, especially for a one-drop as well. Like, um, it's not like um, going into a phase, like, you know, you said for Doom or something like that or Exterminatus where you know that, the, that you can see your opponent saving money for something or a Fetid Haze or whatever, a big key event. But with this, it's one credit, so you can't really... It's very hard to, to gauge it coming because you're always going to have a couple bucks laying around. Yeah. So, What about your third best, Chris? Uh, it's hard to gauge in any order, man. Um, I've probably got... Okay, so like one card I really like. These aren't necessarily the most potent, I would say, but just stuff I really like. Um, I like the Master Warpsmith. So it's the, it's the new Chaos card. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'll just bring it up here. Master Wolfsmith is an army unit chaos scholar. Costs 4, attack value 2, hit points 4, commando cons 2. After you sacrifice... Oh, it's a reaction. That's very important. Yeah. After you sacrifice a cultist token, reduce the cost of the next elite unit you deploy this phase by 1. Okay, yeah, that's interesting. Why do you like that one? Oh, it just synergizes well with what's already happening with the cultists, but, um, you know, with, like, sacrificing them. But um, there's also the is it the I forget the name of the card, Steve. Is it the Chaos? Is it a Flesh Hound or something like that? Is it a Flesh Hound of Corn? I yeah, forget the exact term. Yeah, Flesh Hound of Corn. Sack and reveal damage from him. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, so that's like, it synergizes really well with that card as well. So if you're dropping elites and stuff like that, if you're playing a, a like a really aggressive playstyle where you're going to be sacking these um, cultists like in multiple ways, like especially with the Flesh Hound in there. Um, it's just a, it's it's an even better reducer, you know, and his stats are pretty good for a four drop as well. Definitely, definitely. So that'll is that a straight in or just something you're going to play with? Um, it, it's hard, man, because chaos are getting a lot of good cards now. Like like every faction is, I believe. So it's almost like time to rebuild decks from the ground up. It's not like just one awesome cards dropped and then you just slide it in for something else. Um, it's almost time to revisit, especially with um, uh, the large expansion coming. Um, it, it's almost time to rebuild from the ground up, I think. Yeah, another one of those cards I was I noticed is Drone Defense System, where that card, you need to rebuild your entire deck, uh, probably a Shadow Sun deck, but yeah, you're going to be putting in a lot of other cards or more cards than you previously that are sort of pilot or vehicle or even you can have more ambush platforms to try and throw that one down once everyone's exhausted as more of a yeah more of an ambush i guess mm -hmm. that seems yeah, for sure. powerful for me but again you like you said you have to rebuild that deck from the ground up so interesting all right steve your second best card uh look second best card this is a card that you know, as soon as this was spoiled, it generated so much chatter to the fact that they actually bring out the FAQ before the pack got released. <laughs> I just, when you see cards like, when you see that happens, you go, oh yeah, they've got to cover this something because something's been misread. So, card I'm referring to is another Space Marine card, Declare the Crusade. Yep. So, it's a two-drop event with one shield. Uh, reaction, after you win a battle at a tech planet, which is blue, choose another planet in play and a planet that has been removed from the game and switch them. We saw a lot of discussion about this on Facebook, if anyone... There was a lot of controversy, yeah. yeah if, if people aren't already, uh, 
you joined up to all those Facebook groups, get in them. There's always chatter every day that you can get involved with. It's good to uh, be involved with the community. But there was heaps of chatter for about two days, I reckon. People yeah. were freaking out. but um, Just constant, yeah, they were freaking out. <laughs> yeah, they thought they were going to be stealing planets you've already won and stuff like that. So, Steve, yeah. do you want to clarify the ruling on this? Uh, yeah, look, I haven't got the FAQ in front of me, but to sum it up, the only planets you can choose from here are the ones that are removed from the game at the start of the re- start of the game. So when you deal out your seven planets, you remove three. So those three are eligible targets, and any planet that has been missed um, through a first planet no battle uh, scenario in that okay. one there. So yeah. despite all the uh, questions whether you know you're putting it in your win zone, is that removed from the game and all that, they've clarified that in the FAQs. Nice big relics. I think it's about one of the only changes in there to say, yeah, it can only be chosen from those three plus whatever's been gone from the game. But in line of that, um, it is still quite a powerful card when you're considering these new warlords. Yeah, so, definitely. So, um, all right, I'm just going to throw some stuff out there, some newbie questions. All right, so after you win a battle at a blue planet, let's say the blue planet is the first planet. Can you trigger that to swap it for a Tricon that was in the three cuts and put it in your win area, or is that not how it works? No. So you can only choose, because it actually says in the first line, it has to choose another planet, so you can't choose the planet you've actually just won. Oh, yep. Idiot. So you have to choose one of the other ones to play. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I mean, that that would just be bonkers if that was the case. You could do that. It would be like, "Ah, yeah, auto-include in, like, yeah, three different factions, thanks. So here's my Tricon. Yeah. (laughs) Not um, that, that you... I see people do some crazy stuff sometimes. So, all right, so you yeah. definitely can't do silly things like that. It's choose another planet. All right. Yeah, you can. It's not a card where you can basically pull it out of your hand and go, "Look, I win," without you knowing it. Um, you can still see the win coming. Thank God. Yep. Because, um, but having said that, you can set yourself up something shocking. Yeah, that's um, super as you, It's not loyal, so you can splash this into a bit of Astra. Um, especially with Broderick War, you don't have that, you know. I mean, green planets are so bloody common anyway. Um, just don't know how you feel about when you're playing against more it. More green but planets. Yeah, you go, all right, <laughs> I need that planet there. You know what? It's not green. Let's put a, uh, I don't care if it's a solid green planet. You know, it just makes it more there for you. So, you know, on the reverse side, though, it's great if you're playing against Broderick War and you go, hey, you know that green planet you wanted there? Sorry, buddy, it's not. <laughs> so, yeah, I was thinking um, that as well. I was going, it looks like a win more card, but it can also be a stalling card where you need time to re regroup and maybe they're going to win if they win the next planet and you go nah we'll swap that for a color you can't win with and that might buy you some time i mean that's yeah a, but that's pretty last not only resort, that but yeah yeah not only that but it's also you got to keep in mind the battle abilities as well it's not just about you just going looking at the colors for your win condition and stuff like that but you know if you're playing ragnar you might want to get that removal damage off their wall off their unit planet get that the hell out of there um, there's so many planet abilities you just want to sort of you know get rid of that you're not benefiting from this game. You know you're playing against chaos. You go all right, see it there. I'm not getting Taris in there. No one's getting freaking a free eight drop in play. That's not going to yeah. happen. So yeah, there's just and you know especially if you're playing a first planet blue planet there and they've sent their wallet out there to get the planet ability. You know you can just go um, yeah, I'm gonna swap that card out. Let's just uh, you can have this planet ability instead. So you can really screw people over as well. So it's not just a win more card. So, yeah, definitely. That's... Having said that, you know, a two drop, two, two drop, one shield. It's hard to squeeze into a space marine deck with so many events they've got for him now. But, but yeah. yeah, 
We'll see. Or Someone might some... build a deck around it, um, specifically around that. You never know. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So... Interesting. Uh, we'll move on. Chris, your second best card. It was actually the same to clear the crusade. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, like this is just a, an incredible card. I love it. Um, what I like about it is it's not an I win card. Like it's not over the top. I don't think it's ridiculous or anything like that. But it's the depth of strategy involved in using the card. Like you guys touched on, it can um, you know increase the odds of your winning by you know swapping with a tricon. Um, you can try and stall the game or stop your opponent from winning by, you know, swapping out what they're after, you know, namely the green planets or whatever, just depending on the faction that you're up against. Or like you guys said as well, like um, swapping out um, planet abilities, like that's a big one as well. Like just be it, um, you know, whatever your opponent's trying to, I guess, capitalize on. Uh, like say if you're up against Chaos and, you know, they might have that one of like big drop or running a lot of elites, you know, they're trying to get stuff into play for free. Um, you know, you might want to swap that out. So there's a lot of depth to the card. That's what I like about it. Um, yeah, I think it's costed well. Uh, being one shield is good. It means it's not an auto occlude, like Steve said. You've got to sort of work out how to how to fit it into your deck, like work out what to drop. You know, which is good. Um, yeah, it's 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 a good card. I think it's really interesting as well, and it's going to change up um, just the way we play. Like I find myself now, whenever a card like this comes out. Um, I revisit the planets and have a look at a planet count, have a look how they're divided. Um, I've even found myself uh, looking at resource and card spread versus number of like um, you know colors per planet and stuff like that. And the that that's how in depth the strategy is now um, by including cards that affect uh, planet colors, which is pretty incredible. Yeah, well, it's definitely changed the game um, with with people going after green and blue etc yeah all yeah. right uh we'll go to top card steve number one what are we uh yeah look i'll just come straight out and say it the smasher cannon it is fantastic or smash a gun battery i should say yeah um, just reading I've, that yeah <laughs> the orc in me loves this card so and i reckon it's meta changing um the way people are playing you know stuff these days and it can just wreck um our local store owner uh Tezza is a, just a huge orc fan um back from the day now going back to the uh, big box came out we had the orc lander which was the original sort of implementation of this card and he sort of saw that card and goes oh, i'm gonna build deck around this and i'm just going mate no it's crap don't do it mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, you just love the orc lander because there's so much indirect damage you can sort of pump out there and they say, oh, you can't do it so they've basically as I say, this is the Auckland on roids. Um, it, so for people who don't know what this card is, it's a three-drop support. Um, as a deploy action, you can exhaust the support to have each player deal an amount of indirect damage equal to the number of cards in his or her hand among units he controls. So there's a few things in there which you've got to pay special attention to. Um, the one that is very particular, which I've got to focus on here, is it is units you control. You can target the Warlord. So... If they're yep. dropping supports and stuff early, all damage is going on their warlord. Yep. And, so uh, it is brutal. Are you concerned with how many, how you have to change your playstyle? Because it's each player, so it's you as well. Uh, it is making your guys brutal, but I every time you play me, you have 50 cards and I have one. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, look, it's certainly a very big uh, playstyle change. 
um, to what you'd be going after there. Like, I've just mucked around with a deck on this, and it's like Ammo Depots, which are like my all time favorite orc card. Okay, they're not even in that deck because you do not want card draw. So, yeah. when you Wouldn't go they work better? Work better was in damaging yourself. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, with that, well, unless you get a, well, you don't have to tap the ammo depots, but when you do burn yourself out of cards, like go down really low, you've got the ammo depots there to draw back yeah. up again once you, you once can, you exhaust this card. Yeah, or you can tutor, uh, yeah, tutor for it if you can't find it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a, go, it's more but... deck slots, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's huge. And look, the way I've run this deck, I'm, I've got something funky. Like I'm bringing old Zogwort to the table when I run this card. So you know, I've never run him. Oh, awesome. He's yep. like the poor boy of orcs who's <laughs> getting whooped on, but I thought, no, I'm going to have fun with this, and it's just going to be unit spam. And because, like, with Zogward in, he can spam tokens when he's damaged. Uh, you can just, you don't need to play stuff. Yeah. Just play, you know, all of orc shields and go to town. Um, and I reckon a lot of the time, like, I've uh, actually played against this card in a bit of proxying, um, which we played down at the local store there. And, yeah, first when he dropped it, it's like, oh, yeah, it's not too bad. Um good but you know i was just playing my normal game um and on turn two i ended up with 10 cards in my hand and yeah, first yeah. action he's he just says oh yeah smash cannon it's like oh um 10 indirect damage amongst my units Everyone's okay dead. i wipe my board yeah, <laughs> so he just deals himself like four damage because you know i've won a little command and everything it's like okay change play styles <laughs> yeah it's interesting so um do you, can you see thing it to pay being a nothing to... card oh, against certain factions, though? I mean, as my own sheet deck, I never have cards in my hand, so that doesn't hurt me too much, and it can hurt you because you never use burn shield cards, so you could have lots of cards, mm. and then you don't even want to play it. And does that wreck your deck? Can you? Does your deck work without it, or is it? Or is this or nothing? Honestly, don't know. We'll have to wait until I see how I play yeah. them. Unfortunately, this pack hasn't dropped yet, yeah. so... Do some testing. Um, yeah, look, it could be fun. <laughs> That's the bottom line. It's all about in the end anyway. So, but, you know, you, sometimes you just play that fun deck, which you think would be good, and then you find out it's like, man, this just wrecks. So, I'm just... All I want to do is, like... I mean, the other thing I want to focus on this card, it is not um, unique. You can have three of these things in play. Potentially, but you know, as a three drop, you'll get nine resources, a lot to go through. So, yeah, that's but what's interesting with it is as well. Sorry, guys, is um, it's artillery, so it's not a location, so it can't be targeted by um, a lot of those new support destruction cards we're seeing, you know, like the Devastators yeah, the space and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but look, my goal with this thing is I am going to bloody award with this card, I guarantee you. So, yeah, it's gonna happen before this deck gets pulled apart or something. A warlord is getting bloodied by this card, or dead. Game victory by Spasher Gun Battery. Are there any cards uh, off the top of your head that help people discard it out of their hand? So, uh, is it a Wrath? <laughs> I don't know if that's the word help, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah really. that's the only discard. I mean, Dark Elder have a few cards in there. They have got the uh, birdies and stuff. But that's discarding out your opponent's hand, not your own hand. Yeah, so that doesn't help you at all. No, I was I was yeah. just thinking, is there any cards that help you escape this? Or if you've just got a lot of cards, you're in trouble. Yeah, You're in pretty much trouble, and it really changes the game plan. So you're going after command out there, because um, that's one thing when you I'm going to play this deck, you're going to go out for your card drawer and stuff like that. I won't be going to those planets. Um, so you would be looking at, crap, I've got a... 
I'm going to have with all these cards in my hand. His first action next turn is going to be dropping the gun battery. Um, yeah, before you even get to do anything. So, interesting, very interesting. Chris, your number one. Um, look, there's a couple interesting cards that I really like in this pack. Um, probably my favourite one is Corrupted Teleportarium. So it's a location, it's a new Chaos card, it's a one-drop. Uh, its action is exhaust this support to move an elite unit you control from a blue planet to another planet. Um, I just love this, like the flexibility of this card is just incredible. Yeah, definitely, and especially with your deck where you're playing a few elites in there, so works nicely. Yep. Yeah, yeah, well, it just synergizes well with Chaos because they are the, you know, elite faction so far. Um, yeah, I just think it's it's really incredible. Just a one-drop. Uh, it's such a potent ability. It's not unique either, so you can run multiples of them and you can easily get them into play. Um, it is a bit hard to get those Chaos, you know, elites into play because they are so costly, but, you know, the, that's that cost. Even with that card that I mentioned earlier, like the, the Warpsmith, um you know, you're getting them in at even a better, like an even bigger reduced cost. So, um, yeah, we're definitely going to see elites come out uh, in the next couple packs. I think so. I just think it's a fantastic card to be I'm able gonna, to move. Play. Yeah, I'm going to segue into a, into a topic here. I want you guys to discuss, which I've been thinking yep. about a little bit. Uh, we're seeing in all the packs some big guys coming out. I. Uh, Fantasy Flight pushing us to play more elite units because they're so good or they're better than the original elite units and are you trying to fit decks in or do you think you still need all those little guys and maybe the one of two of elites that you can drop if you hit that planet that you can just drop out of hand like um, the Sword Brethren Dreadnought is ridiculous but it costs seven so it better be ridiculous <laughs> yeah. but it's crazy like it's really good i'll read it out just in case people haven't seen it it's a cost seven it's a black templars vehicle uh attack value five hit point six three command icons it's loyal uh no war gear attachments unstoppable the first time this unit is assigned damage this round prevent one of that damage and you may trigger the battleability of this planet which could be crucial like if this guy's sitting at a planet and the trigger might wreck you so you don't even want to attack so you, you know so back to the original thing are you guys trying to fit more elites into your decks or you're just swapping the original elites you had and just replacing them with these Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's really interesting. Um, look, a lot of the cards, to me, it seems like the card abilities are getting a lot stronger. Uh, like, I see some card abilities, I just think that's ridiculous. Like, we've never seen anything like that in the game. Um, having said that, like, I think the older elites, uh, some of them still do hold up. Um, but you're also seeing with, like you said, it's not just the card abilities, it just tends to be the trend now as well, like I've noticed with a lot of the new elites that are coming out, they seem to be very command heavy, um, which is interesting. Like I always felt they should have been that for the cost that you're paying. You probably should have been, you know, if you're going to drop like a, a five, six or a seven drop unit at a planet, you should be able to win it um, without too much support. Uh, but because elites haven't been uh, seen to be that powerful in the meta and they're not, like it all comes down to, 
like um, I guess damage mitigation and, and things like that and just um, maintaining efficiency it's why would you want to drop one unit it's like the eggs in one basket why would you drop one unit for five or six when you can drop six units for the same cost I mean that's what's always been the issue um, so but the, you know the more the closer we get to you know backlash is the big one um, I think we're going to see a lot more elites just because of like the abilities they seem more viable um, we see those planet uh, those those cards coming out you know like sowing chaos is a, a really good example of that you know just just wrecking um, all the two drops um, but there is a, I think FFG are doing a big push towards getting these elites to the table which is good you know a lot of these cards have been redundant for a long time yeah definitely mm. um, just on that as well wild rider viper is also another elite unit in the elder that's just is, is in this pack it's cost five attack value five hit points four command icons two no war gear attachments mobile reaction it's a vehicle as well isn't it yep uh reaction after another unit moves from this planet to another move this unit to that planet so this is because it's not loyal you can throw this in some other factions i reckon and have it move skip multiple planets using teleportarum or um, in tau you know you can have ethereal units moving across and this guy goes with them and i don't know because this is there's so much maybe it's jank probably jank but there's stuff you can do with a lot of different cards now. Yeah, look, there's heaps of stuff coming out. Like the Wild Rider Viper is that Look, it's, it's the big unit for Baroth, and that's the key behind that. It was you can just planet hop like twice. So, so what cards some... in Baroth are you using to skip multiple planets? And this guy just rides on the coattails because he's already mobile. Yeah. yeah, I mean they've got he's got his Singer um, units which are all mobile. Yep. So mobile. Yep triggered effect where you can use his mobile first mobile with the other guy and then you can drag him with it um uh, and then they've also mobile, got yeah, yeah because event. it's a reaction yeah yeah his event is also um yeah you can when you a unit moves you can move it again so technically you go from i think you can i haven't done the cards too well i haven't played him for a while but i think you could probably go to any planet you pretty much wanted to with like two or three units yeah, yeah you could and baharoth's <laughs> got mobile as well so it's it's very right, easy to yeah. chain them off um but yeah, I mean, five four, you know, vehicle, you know, it's not scary. But as you're touching on that sword breath and dreadnought, man, that is just huge. So <laughs> yeah, it is a big it's drop. This Such a potent a ability. Um, but at a seven drop, I mean, that's as you were saying before. It, we really are getting into. I mean, that's where we want the game to go. I mean, you know, going back to my old days of Magic, where I love playing that green and blood playing those big freaking dudes, where you just hit the table, bam. You know, people would start trembling. Not this blue, crappy counter control crap. You just <laughs> want to play big dudes and smash face. I mean, that's, yeah, that's you do. What yeah. you want to do. So, yeah. it's actually um, um interesting, man. Like I touched on, uh, you saying you want to put big cards on the table, and you can see the way this meta shifting. Like we we mentioned it previously on the other podcasts. We're talking about um that new chaos card, the elite, the uh, the disciples, and we're saying we weren't too sure on the ability as it was, just because we weren't we didn't know what was coming out. Like as it stood. Um, just as a refresher, when he attacks, he deals um, unpreventable damage based upon command icons. Yeah, and then it's, and then it stacks with uh, Zathura as well as unpreventable. So with this guy at a planet, 
like um, he seems like a really good counter for these these big units because they're coming out with minimum two. It looks like a lot of them are two command. So you know the twos and threes they seem to be floating around to deal three, possibly four unpreventable damage. You know with um, you know that uh, the disciples. That's you know that's just that's a massive boost there. So um, it's it's interesting with these big units coming out because apart from him, like how do you deal with this sword brethren? Dreadnought with him with his damage absorption built in, um, yeah. the planet ability triggering, just depending on what it is. Like, yeah, that's Look, a I tough card. Yeah, the one thing that's always going to be people here. I mean, so much Kith was played for so long. Um, you play that. That's the problem about playing these big dudes now. Is it's just asking for Archon's Terror, um, or it's going to get War Leader. Um, you get one damage on the damn guy, and he's going to get War Leader. It's like, come on ruining all my fun um astra have the um support which you can route units with by sacking it so it's a yeah but with backlash coming out yeah well there you go <laughs> um and that's one thing coming up especially with the ne uh necron's box is that you know a lot of their stuff focuses on having an elite necron in play so it's it's definitely swinging that way where they didn't try and do that i mean if you want to put all these big units in yeah backlash is the way to go so um, you're just part of deck building, so but, yeah, of course. But like, as as an opponent, right? Say that you're saying Archon's Terror or this or that, like all these counters. Like, yeah. your opponent most of the time isn't going to drop. Like, you're not going to drop a Sword Brother and Dreadnought without backlash in your hand. You yeah, wouldn't it's think. Just about timing and deck building, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. So, like, what what do you do after that? You mean try and suck out the backlash, or yeah, well, <laughs> you know. Yeah, well, that's the same in every game. I mean, you know, that's a, that's a beautiful thing about sort of, you know, LCGs and card games in general. I mean, yeah. you, you say you're not going to play the Sword of Brethren Dreadnought if you haven't got a backlash. Well, okay, that's what you think. I'm going to play a Sword of Brethren Dreadnought. You're sitting there thinking, oh, shit, he's got a backlash. I can't play this. You know, yeah, but you're going to do... Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm talking about two steps past that. Like, okay, so I guess that situation, you don't know if he's got the backlash a lot, so you do your ability, doesn't matter what it is. He yeah. plays it or he doesn't play it. Like, say if he does play it... Um, where do you go from there? How do you deal with a unit like this? Yeah, well, look, without getting into like the strategy debate here and yeah, 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 that's it. That sort of way, but you know, you sort of one thing I always say when playing card games: you don't live in fear. If, if no, you've you got can't. The card, no. You've got the card. You play yeah. your best optional thing. You know, unless you know you've got, unless you know, seen their hand and know you've got it, but you don't sit back and think, "Oh crap, I've got this card. I can't do it." Just, just play your cards, man, and just you know. You can't live in fear. You start living in fear, and you start doing stuff you wouldn't normally do. You just find yourself on the back foot. You just got to go. No, for no, no. It. I, no, you're yeah. right. But I guess my point is, there's these cards coming out now, like this, like Sword Brother and Dreadnoughts. Like I said, the text ability is so powerful, and he's got really, really good stats to back it up. It's yeah. you sort of question now, like you go, how, like, how do you deal with this stuff? Yeah, yeah. If you don't well, have those yeah. contingencies in your deck, that you're in yeah. all sorts. I mean, and... yeah, that's right. We we might say well he's useless if they've got the route um, location his location isn't it yeah uh, yeah yeah they've yeah. got the route location he's yeah. useless until he comes back next time but you need those cards because if you don't have those cards it's, it's over <laughs> and we exactly, saw that yeah. at the store champs when um, I lost to that tyrannids because he had that elite um, uh, the harpy. I didn't have yeah. any cards to deal with that and I pretty much just struggled my way to an honourable loss so you need to account for that stuff by including those cards and yeah, yeah was... if you have the all conquering counter then so be it you have it but yeah. 
then that person has to play around that. So, and that's what you want. You want to and fro. So, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I think there's a lot more to and fro now with these big units. That's sort of my point. Like, how do you, how do you deal with this stuff now with like cards like Backlash and you know Necron Recursion coming out? Like, it's it, it, it's a really good time for the game. I think. Yeah, it's just way to deal with it. Play yours first. There you go. Yeah. yeah well, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on best for it. You deal with it. I don't have to deal with it. You deal with it. So, um, but look, having said that though, the, the game still really is that you know you sort of two and your three drops are sort of you know you got to get your command out there, and that's where I go back to loving the smash a cannon, like smash a gun battery, and just saying you know you're playing all your freaking little dudes, yeah, you start dealing all you know, indirect damage to them, and you wipe your board. You know, mm. the, these big dudes look at that and just go, all right, I'll take three or four damage. I don't give a shit. Great. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Saying that, yeah, there are decks that won't care, so it's interesting. It's very, mm. very interesting. Shout uh, out! I say bring them on. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll see what happens. People might <laughs> just meta against that and just, you know, not carry cards in their hands. Then, then that's, yeah. So you, then you're not having big units because you have weenies because you want to clear your hand out, or play easy events. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. If it's all conquering and all powerful, then so be it. And everyone will meta against it, and then it won't be. Yeah, that's right. More diversity. That's what you want. You want stuff changing up. You don't want to see the same. That's why I'm just so glad that Kiss not at the top anymore. Just, you know. Yeah, definitely. It wasn't even there that long. It was there for a while, but, you know, there's there's bigger dramas and dramas that have gone on for longer in other card games. So I wouldn't stress too much about it. Yeah, this is true. The pack seemed to drop, and the pack changes everything at the moment. So, which is what you want. Mm. You know, you want everyone oh, yeah. to go get that new pack, include those new cards. Everyone's deck changes, and we keep going. Makes the game yeah, interesting. Like, yes, but I'm gonna sell new stuff. I mean, goddamn, yeah. man, just <laughs> better crapping packs for us to buy. I mean, go yep. on. <laughs> well, you don't. You never want to get to that play pace where you're going. Oh, what are you playing? Oh, yeah, I'm playing that too, or one of two warlords, and that's it. I mean, that's boring. So, which is probably why they spaced out uh, Tyranids into a big box and then Necrons into the next big box because it just changes everything so drastically. It keeps mm, everyone yeah. engaged, which is yeah. Good. And it's say, look, it all swings with the meta, and everyone everyone loves the flavor of the month. Um, you know, the latest stuff to get released. I mean, this is a bit off topic here, but I went to an X-wing tournament the other day, and I can't against one opponent, and his whole list is just three or th- yeah, three copies of the same ship, which had just been released two days before. I've gone. Wow. That's your entire, what? That's your list. What? <laughs> I had no idea what this thing did. Yeah, I know, what you're, I know what you're talking yeah. about. And everyone's <laughs> raging a bit in that game, but we won't go there. We'll, we'll yeah. leave that right. for the yeah. X-wing podcast. <laughs> but yeah, I can see what you're saying. But yeah, everyone's going to be released and... two days before. And you're aware of it, drop it. People will be like, what? Which is yeah. to your advantage, I guess. So, and that's the thing. I mean, we start proxying with cars now, and, you know, every time it comes to a major event, we go, oh, we haven't had, you know, haven't had much time to play with this stuff. It's like, well, yeah, you know, you've got online, you can play these days. Everyone's playing through like Octagon or, you know, other websites or whatever else people are playing with these days. And um, you can always do a bit of proxying with your mates because, you know, it's legal. You're just playing amongst mates. So, mm. You sort of, you know, if you're going to see the least tournaments, you got to be prepared. You know, you've even packed drops the day before it, you know, it's on. You've you've got to be ready for it. So, exactly. 
Alright, we've got a, a little bit of time before we finish up. Do we want to just have a quick discussion on uh, new players in the game? How to sort of teach them the basics, I guess? Um, and what maybe faction they should maybe start off with? Or just pick what they want? What do you reckon, Steve? Um, yeah, look, this the reason I sort of wanted to talk about this is because, like, um, I sat down the other day after... You know, we we're playing a tournament, and uh, some guy came to me and says, "Oh, this game looks alright. Look, I've, you know, I bought some cards. So I just want to learn how to play." And I sort of sit there and go, "Right, what I've got with me is my tournament deck," and I'm just going, "Do I really want to play this guy with my tournament deck? Because let's be honest, it's going to be really unfair." You know, and how do you sort of sit down with a new player and sort of, you know, this is what it is? Because I, I really don't think the best way of introducing someone to the game is just smashing their face. I no. just don't like doing it. Um, I've been talking. Did it to me, dude. <laughs> and you're better for it. Fuck it. Up. <laughs> it was character building. Yeah. Well, look, I've been, you know, as in, you know, one of our other Tempo gaming mates, Dave. Um, he teaches a few people Netrunner, and I think it's a constant debate I have with him here, where he teaches people Netrunner. And it's like, mate, will you stop scorching these people on the first freaking game? It's <laughs> they just don't like it. No one likes getting freaking burned alive in the freaking third, fourth turn. It's not a good game. So, which is interesting. Because, look, we're going into different games here, but the yeah. fantasy flight tell them to learn Jinteki first, which is or play against Jinteki first, which is net damage and getting yourself killed for yeah, right, doing okay. the basics. So, I don't know. All right. So, what do you, what decks do you think people should play, or what warlords should they start off with? Um, and, and what happened on the day? Did you play your tournament deck or did you give it to him to play? Um, well, no, I sort of, I think it's, you've got to, like I sort of offered the sort of what deck do you want to play, man? He says, I've got my deck. And it's like, if you're a new player and you've built a deck, you're, you're pretty proud of it. So you want to, you want to play with your own cards and see yeah, what they course. do. Cool. So, you know, sort of offering my deck was sort of, well, you're not going to learn if you're going to be reading too many cards. Um, so that you're not going to understand the way the deck works. So did you well. take it so, easy or just smash him? No, I took I took it easy. I sort of, you know, I was just sort of playing the play the long game sort of way. I didn't sort of go out there to sort of, you know, win straight away. I was doing a bit yeah. of funky stuff, you know, just sort of just trying to teach them a few of the triggers um, that happened at different stages because I could. Why didn't um, you, really? um, you? You saw I was in the shop eating my pizza. You should have just gone. Oh, I'll just play one of Matt Crap's decks. And then, um, <laughs> it'll be fair. Okay, okay. <laughs> Unshi is not a beginner deck. That is, I've seen some people start with. I think you started with that deck, Matt. Unshi, and you just like the wall, and it was gone. Yeah. Mate, it's so hard to get your head around to begin with. You just hurting yourself. <laughs> I, had, uh, I had Starblaze in my back. Oh, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, look, I, I just yeah, I sort of struggle sort of teaching new players a bit like that because I sort of go, well, do I let them win? Is is that the way to do it? You know. Nah. Um, no, you never let yeah. anyone win. I don't let my three-year-old daughter win. It's just no. Nah, this doesn't doesn't help them, and yeah, and it probably sets them up for a big face smashing later. They might think their deck is awesome, and then they'll take it to a tournament and just gets just totally wiped out, which is not what you want. No, so, I don't want but that you don't want to like... smash them at the same time. So you, yeah, as I said, if you're learning the game, do you some research maybe read up on a few things pick what you want to play and then play it and then yeah if you yeah as we saw look I'm never going to say look, reading up on something if you want to learn a game it's best to come and play it I'll learn by doing everything so I'm not a guy who can sit down and read a rule book and know what to do after that I've got to play the game 
exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it's yeah, spot on. So, like, especially like a really good example of that is just a touch on Netrunner. If you watch, if you never played card games, or especially like, um, like I was, like I never played card games that I'd never played, um, you know, anything under the FFG umbrella, not really. Um, watching the Netrunner tutorial online, I was like, what the hell did I just watch? And I consider myself quite a competent gamer at that point. Um, after playing a couple of games, it makes sense because the hardest thing with Netrunner is the terminology, and it's like that with every card game. It's yep. just um, the terminology that's being used. But, I, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I had a lot of trouble with Conquest just with action windows and the back and forth um, yep. because I hadn't played a game like that either. And, and yeah, I probably asked a lot of questions of you guys with deck building, like how many units should I have? How many events should I have? How many shield events should I have? And every deck's different. I sort of learn over time that that's not an easy answer. It's not just 30 units, 10 shields, two attachments. It doesn't work like yeah. that. But Yeah, it doesn't, yeah. Um, again, when I'm saying reading, I mean join forums and you know just during the day have a see what people are talking about and you'll you'll pick up stuff and you'll learn and listen to podcasts yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, of course. I get most of, of my best, stuff uh, out of podcasts, so yeah. Yeah, one of the best things about FFG is they do do pretty good tutorial videos on their websites. Yes, they do. Um, yeah. But it's more that next step once you learn the basics and stuff like that to bring someone in, you know, and sort of, you know, so how do you teach them how to play? It's just, yeah, it's, I don't know, I just found it sort of difficult when you sort of, you know, you build your deck, especially during the store champ seasons where, you know, you're not putting jank together. You're putting stuff that's going to compete. So, um, yeah, look, my approach has always been um, I don't think it really matters if you beat. A new player or not or if you really really beat them badly or anything like that i really do think it's your approach and if you approach the game like um like it's not a game but they should be treated as tutorials i think um until they get their head around the game and what's happening and all that sort of stuff so like you know you might even want to start playing open hand to begin with like i've done mm -hmm. that showing people the game um yeah, it doesn't really matter if you win or not i don't think like i said it's, it, it's your approach and if they i think if the person, well, for me anyway, I've always felt if I can walk away from like an introduction game, having felt like I've, I've learned a bit about it, that I'm content. I don't mind losing, I don't mind losing badly, but if I feel like, um, and it happens a bit, I've seen it a lot in a lot of different communities, like I've, I've come from a tabletop community and played a lot of tabletop games, and I've seen guys um, in different places, and what they'll do is like for an introduction, they'll just, you know, rack up the models and all that sort of stuff, and they'll, um, they'll smash someone. And then they'll just pull off all their combos and they'll be wrapped with it. They've just beat someone. And that's, that's all their concern is. Their drive is just to say that they beat someone, not to bring this person into their community and then help them grow and evolve as a player and become a better player. And I think it, it's, it's just your approach to it. And and it, and it happens, unfortunately. Um, and I really don't like it, to be honest. But um, Yeah, saying that, it is, you come down to where, where we play we often have more than one deck. I mean, it, would, it was pretty rare for you, Steve, just to have your, your tournament deck in. Normally you have yeah, four, three or four. it was because it was actually a tournament day and that was it was a yeah. store champs for his store. So, you know, you, I don't tend to not only bring one deck with me, but yeah, it just happened yeah. to be that day and it was gone. Oh, yeah, um, yeah okay. I'll often, <laughs> if I'm teaching someone, we'll go, all right, play your deck and we play through mm. and then I'll go, all right, now play this one. It's different. Yeah and see yep. how you go with this one. It's got lots of different mechanics. You're going to learn yep. a lot more. And, uh, yeah, you're not 
the more different decks you play, the better you play against them. So if you try and play as many, try and play all the factions, is what I would recommend at least once. You know, it's time consuming to build one, but just net deck one, play it, see how they work, and then you'll be better when you play your favorite faction against against that one. But yeah, of course, you learn the tricks inside out. Down, yeah. When we're talking about teaching new players, again, just playing. They make mistakes, correct them, be polite. And yeah, just yeah, I play open-handed and stuff like that. So um, you want them there the next week, keep playing, and they're going to improve and they're going to be a challenge. So yeah, that's pretty much we all agree on that. It was just sort of a bit of a discussion on how to how to get people involved, I guess. So yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You want people coming back, and that's where I think the game in all in every game you play as well, yeah. not just conquest. I'm talking about here. They, when you're trying to build the community, you really want people coming back, um, and that's the thing. So, if there's if they're not coming back, that's where it makes it hard. Yeah. So, yeah, and just you know, if they they're going to play their favourite one, but maybe keep a deck around if you're trying to get more involved. That is easy to play. That has the basic mechanics and is fairly straightforward. Um, probably Marines. I was going to say, yeah, Space Marines, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Dude, um, yeah, for Conquest, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think once you sort of get your head around it, like um, like you said, that initial game, people, you know, who, who are into, like, say, 40K or whatever, they want to play their faction or they're just, like, they're getting into a new card game and they've picked something they like. Um, that's a good place, you know, to start and to relate. But um, if it is something that's just way too complex, like, I'll just explain that to them and say, look, dude, this is, this is, this is pretty hard to get your head around. We'll play it, but you might. Well, and then I'll just put a recommendation forward, like you know, in Conquest, it'd probably be like play Space Marines. It'd be a lot easier for you to do. That'd be a lot easier for you to just understand the game. A lot easier compared to like you know, Unchi, for example. Um, there's a lot less tricks that you have to get your head around. Yep, definitely. All right, well, that's all we got time for today. Thanks for your input, Steve and Chris, again teaching everyone a bit more about the game and giving you a bit of insight into those new cards. Uh, feedback is great. Uh, we're on Twitter at Tempo Gaming Oz. Uh, our email is tempogamingoz at gmail.com. Hit us up on Facebook. Just type in Tempo Gaming. You'll find us there. And, yeah, the podcasts are all on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can download them there. Give us what you want to hear us chat about or insight. Um, if you think it's a bit of a noob question and you don't want ownership of it, just send it to me and I'll ask it. And I won't say who emailed it in. Everyone can yeah, just think I asked it anyway, so we're good. I'm pretty sure I asked three stupid questions in this podcast anyway, so I'll just add a fourth one in. All right, right. mate. You're still a newbie now, books. That's all good, mate. Yep. (laughs) I'm still the kid who gets stomped. All right. Good podcast, guys. We'll see everyone in a couple of weeks. Cheers. See you, guys.